When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is Jim Peck, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Robertson, welcome you to this week's edition of TV Confidential Radio Talk Show about television that will welcome Lucy Arnaz in our second hour. Lucy Arnaz, of course, daughter of Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz, an accomplished singer, actress, producer, Broadway star, and philanthropist in her own right. Lucy recently joined forces with the nonprofit organization Doors of Change to help create awareness of the plight of homeless youth in the United States. We'll ask Lucy what drew her to Doors of Change. We'll also talk about how Lucy learned the importance of giving back from both her mom and her dad. Plus, we'll talk about the radio show that Lucille Ball hosted in the mid-1960s and the role that Lucy played in bringing that show back to the public. Lucy Arnaz joins us in our second hour. We hope you stay tuned for that. Our second hour will also include an encore presentation of a conversation that originally aired in 2017 with Nichelle Nichols. Nichelle Nichols, the actress known around the world as Lieutenant Uhura, on both Star Trek, the original series, Star Trek, the animated series, and the first six Star Trek motion pictures. Nichelle Nichols passed away Saturday, July 30th at the age of 89. We'll replay our conversation with Nichelle Nichols in our second hour. We hope you stay tuned for that as well. We will open up our first hour by welcoming voice artist, announcer, and author Randy West. Randy has spent more than 30 years in television working behind the scenes as an announcer on talk shows, award shows, and game shows hosted by such icons as Dick Clark, Wink Martindale, Chuck Woolery, Bob Eubanks, Howie Mandel, Ryan Seacrest, and Bob Barker, while Randy was mentored in the business by legendary announcer Johnny Olson. Being a television insider, Randy has not only witnessed just about every form of dysfunctional behavior and misbehavior by celebrities, producers, and executives alike. But he has come to understand that the source of the bad behavior among television's elite, more often than not, is driven by the eternal yet often elusive search for the peace and satisfaction that are really the truest measures of success. And that, folks, more or less, that's the premise of Randy's new book, which is called TV inside out and almost almost tell-all book that exposes a lot of the bad behavior that goes on in television but some stars however manage to beat the odds and enjoy the success they achieve in television while still abiding by the golden rule randy has a lot of stories about that in tv inside out we'll tell you more about tv inside out and where you can find it in just a second randy west welcome to tv confidential hey it's a joy to be with you thank you so much for the invitation I, I, I do not mean to sound flip with my first question, yeah. but you work in television. Yeah. Among other things, you are the announcer on Big Brother, which is on CBS as we speak. Most people who work in television 
they would not write a book like TV Inside Out because they still want to work in television, you know? Uh, um, so I, I, I assume you have invested well, you know, or, you know. <laughs> I've been dependently wealthy. <laughs> uh, no, not at all. You see, it's easy to assume, wow, it is telling all these wonderful stories. The guy can never work again. Anyone who reads the book realizes it's, at its core, a love letter. I love the business, always fantasized about being in it, and I've loved every job I've ever had, even the ones that were, you know, not the ones you necessarily wanted to go to. There was always something wonderful about being on the set and with the people that are in this business who are all very bright, very creative, sharp people. There's no dead wood that gets weeded out long before a show gets on the network. And uh, it's all really a love letter. The, the, the stories are fascinating, but it really isn't looked at, in my mind, as a long issue of the National Enquirer, you know. Uh, while some people may feed on that and see that as the great uh, attraction, uh, it's more of a character study, I think, as to how people end up in positions with money and fame, anything that any of us could ever ask for, and whose lives somehow are miserable. And if you've worked with any celebrities at all, you've probably run across one or two who's like, boy, what did he have for breakfast? Or what's the issue there? They have support people, you know, catering to every demand, every whim. You know, well, what soda would you like? Uh, what temperatures can we chill that to? Uh, we got you the best parking space, you know. And, and these people are not only uh, seem they, they deserve it all, but... Uh, are like, well, it'll do for now, at, you know, at best. Where the true performers that fascinate me are the ones who are professionals, who see it as a, as a job. So the book really doesn't celebrate the, the miscreants, if you will, but uh, tells the story of the human condition, where people end up trying to, trying to satisfy whatever itch, you know, is bothering them that doesn't seem to be scratchable. That touches on one of my biggest takeaways from TV Inside Out, Randy, is while there is a lot of dish, yeah. <laughs> let's, not, let's not fool ourselves, folks. There's a lot of dish in Randy's book. But most of the material, if handled or presented differently, would make you want to take a shower as you're reading it. <laughs> uh, that's not what's going on here. There's a lot of perspective. There's a lot of understanding and there's a lot of empathy yeah. that comes across in all of the stories that you tell because, um, as, as we said in our open, you have worked in the industry for more than 30 years. You've seen a lot of these people. You know a lot of these people either indirectly or, or directly, so you understand um, what's going on, and you, you celebrate those who understand what success is or isn't, and your heart goes out to those who are consumed by the trappings of stardom in their, in their pursuit to keep it. Well said, and, and for those who have fallen off the rails, it's not a, wow, look at how far you know, in, into insanity their lives have, have gone. It's like, what happened? I mean, to otherwise intelligent people, 
You don't get into the, the front door unless you bring talent with you. But then what happened to these people? Where did they fall off the rails and why? And it comes from compassion and empathy. The word you use is, is, is perfect. I mean, working with people on a television show, there may be 75, 100 people or more at one stage of the production or another. You're certainly on the studio with uh, 60 people at a time or more. We're all working as a team. We all have the same goal, and we're all contributing our little speck of, you know, of, of, of magic dust, if you will, to draw a, a total picture. So there's a great deal of love for everybody you're with. We're all on this team, but wow, when you break for lunch uh, or you go out for a drink, it's like, what the hell happened to this guy? And uh, to get down to, to the stories here, there was a great game show host that game show aficionado certainly uh, remember well, but it's it's a story that took me, oh God, 30 years, literally, to uh, to understand. His name was Peter Tamarkin, and he was the original host of Big Bucks, No Whammies, Press Your Luck, mm -hmm. and Stop. Say, hey, look at that, you just wanted this or that. I appeared on that show as a contestant in 19, let me see now, 83, okay, this is before I was working in the business, I had appeared on nine different game shows as a contestant just to be around it and, and, and feel what it would be like to work in that business, as close as I could get to not just having my nose against the glass. So I, I watched this host, thought he was marvelous, but then when I got in the business and worked with him, I realized he really wasn't that marvelous. He had a lot of anger issues. Peter DeMarkin left a trail of, of uh, broken furniture in addition to broken hearts uh, behind him for uh, many, many years. He was out of control, I hate to say it, but that's the only way to describe it. His wife would be called down to the studio to like talk him off the walls in some cases. Uh, his final appearance on television was for a game show called uh, Bargain Hunters. Well, it wasn't his final, but it was the final that uh, for many years until he got a chance again. And it was the last episode of the show, and uh, he knew the show was canceled. We all knew it. It was the end of the run. And uh, came down to play the bonus round at the end of the half hour, and stage manager says, all right, we're coming back to play the bonus game, everybody. And then Peter just decides, yeah, well, you're going to play it without me, and dropping a few F-bombs along the way. Walked off the set, the most unprofessional thing you can do, that went looking for him in his dressing room. He couldn't be found. He left the friggin' building. <laughs> now, you know, that, why would a guy who's got a network television show do something like that, especially when we all knew him and we loved him many years earlier? It took me until writing this book, this many years later to realize what might have been going on there. His father had committed suicide. I mean, there were a great deal of personal issues that had never been resolved and would, would come into play because it was, well, unresolved psychological problems, which I point out and explain and go into detail with, not to belittle the man, but to understand how can a guy with such talent be so disruptive on the set? And, you know, in that sense, it's, it's empathy and compassion more than anything else that drives the story. Peter Tamarkin is one of the many personalities whose story Randy West captures and shares in his latest book, TV, Inside Out, Flukes, Fakes, Feuds, and Felonies, a backstage pass to the truest form of reality TV, both the outrageous behavior that many 
not all, but many stars exhibit in their pursuit of success and the inspiring stories of television performers who beat the odds and enjoy their success while still living by the Golden Rule TV. Inside Out, available hardcover and paperback through Bear Manor Media as well as Amazon.com. You can learn more about Randy West at TVRandyWest.com. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I don't know whether he's in the pages of TV Inside Out, but uh, this is one example of someone who is like the flip side of Peter Tamarkin. We're, we're a few days uh, away from the passing of Vin Scully, you being a native of you, you well, you've been a, okay. You're not a native Angelito, but you've been here 40 years. That makes you native, as, as, as far as I'm concerned, you know. So, yeah. Vin Scully. Now, Vin Scully also has game show roots. People forget about that, but he's another guy who I would say would be the flip side of Peter Tamarkin in the sense that he knew who he was, he knew the sort of impact he had, and yet he seemed very grateful for the success he enjoyed in life and in broadcasting up up until his dying day. Well, that's no truer words were ever spoken. Here's a guy who wanted to do one thing in his life, got to do it for a lifetime, 60-plus years, with the Dodgers since they were in Brooklyn and then before. And, you know, what else can anyone ask for but to do the job they always wanted to do? However... Some people get that opportunity and, and fly off the rails. Johnny Carson, the, the stories we don't know about him, uh, would be a, a, a demonstration of that. And he always wanted to host a, a, a comedy TV show. Uh, and, you know, he fell off the rails on many, many occasions. But, my goodness, uh, when you talk about uh, broadcasters, the, the voice of the Dodgers, I mean, what a sweet man. My goodness gracious. A kind charitable, always had a moment for anybody, even if he's rushing to or from something. Uh, he always had a smile. If he met a kid, he'd be down on one knee to, to greet and spend time with and learn your name. Once he knew your name, uh, he knew it forever. You know, uh, He seemed to be genuinely interested, not just in the sport, but in the business, realizing the, the power he had with fans and how important his demeanor was to their enjoyment of the game in total. So, you know, he was part of the team, in a sense, uh, bringing their best to the, the sport. TV Inside Out by Randy West, available hardcover and paperback through Bear Manor Media as well as Amazon.com. You can learn more about Randy, TVRandyWest.com. One other thing that sets... You apart from other books on backstage Hollywood, Randy, virtually, uh, and, and I think we, I think we mentioned this in our in uh, uh, early in our conversation. Virtually every player you talk about in TV Inside Out, you knew either directly or indirectly one way or another. One such example is Betty White. You had a pen pal relationship with Betty for 35 years. Yeah, quite amazing. I never expected it would be the case. My father had died in 1981, 
and I was watching uh, Betty on um, what the, This Is Your Life, mm -hmm. and they got to the part where her dear Alan Ludden passed away, and her, the, her moment on that subject, she shed a tear and was just so emotionally available, so empathetic. I was so raw that I just sent a letter. I, I had never done that before, you know, to Betty White Hollywood. I forget what the face he's gotten. So, and, and just, you know, my commiseration with her tremendous loss and that I felt the sadness from the way she expressed herself on the show and wished her the best. I really expected nothing in return. It was just uh, something I felt compelled to do. And when I got a letter back, uh, you know, yes, these people are, are not just like, thank you for your thoughts, you know. Uh, these people played such an important role in our lives, and when we've missed them, you know, it's such a wound. And so she went on, you know, uh, with a real empathetic, uh, loving response that totally validated everything I'd felt about the way she expressed her own sadness. I had to write back at that point. <laughs> I mean, because, well, it's not a letter. She just, you know, oh, that was nice. She left, she left an opening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it would have been rude, I think. <laughs> if she weren't Betty White, it was, if it were you, I, I'd certainly have been rude not to. <laughs> so I answered. And it, you know, it wasn't like we were writing every week. Yeah. But over the course of years, we exchanged a letter. When I finally met her, which would have been you know 90s, uh, I, I can't really pinpoint a year for you, but it was you know many years after the, the letter writing had started. Uh, I explained who I am. You know, I, we have actually exchanged. We've been pen pals of a sort, Betty. Uh, my name is Randy West, and she, she and she gave me this huge hug. I mean, she'd apparently more than read the letters that I had mm -hmm. sent her. She'd taken them to, to heart. And at that point, uh, we became friendly, and I would see her on shows that I worked. But more importantly, we'd go out of my way to visit the sets of the shows that she was on. I uh, spoke at a game show congress, which was an annual event at the time, like mm -hmm. Comic-Con mm -hmm. for game shows. And we presented an award to Alan Ludden, uh, posthumously, and I was honored to be asked to, uh, you know, present and, and made my, my speech, and then she came up and hugged and cried. It was, she's just the most amazing human being. The last time I saw her, she was well into her 90s, doing the last show she'd ever done, which was Hot in Cleveland mm -hmm. for TV Land. And I tell you, she was, the whole audience's loved her her co-stars loved her when she made a mistake because of you know <clears throat> her age you know sometimes hey i forget my own name sometimes mm -hmm. with remembering an entire script you know she had her moments where damn what's my line you know and she said well that was a good show too you know and she would just have a rejoinder a comment or gee i wish i'd said that when she's told the line and everyone would laugh uh, she was just so good-natured that you just had to love this woman and uh, there's video that I believe is on YouTube. I haven't checked, but it was like her 90, I want to say maybe her 95th birthday when Houghton Cleveland was in production. They pick her up where she parks her car on the lot in one of those golf carts. And unbeknownst to her, there's a, as they drive toward the soundstage, there's a procession of, of like a parade of people celebrating her, and then there are luau dancers and, and, and jugglers and clowns and 
the entire cast of that show and other shows come out with a, a song and a dance, a whole major production. And it just showed the love that her co-stars and co-workers had for her. And watching it, they had a camera mounted in the golf cart so you could catch her reaction. It's just a heartwarming, lovely thing to do for a lovely, lovely lady. Betty White was a lovely, lovely lady, although I understand there is at least one person who did not like Betty White. And to find out who that one person is, you need to pick up a copy of TV Inside Out by our guest, Randy West. TV Inside Out, available hardcover and paperback through Bear Manor Media and Amazon.com. Take a quick time out. Talk some more with Randy West. We come back on TV Confidential. One more item, our friend Chuck Harder, Mr. Entertainment, recently performed an hour of song at Sideshow Books in Los Angeles. A few weeks back, I was in the audience that night, and Chuck gave us a wonderful evening of stories and songs. Check it out on YouTube for free. Chuck Harder, in person, Sideshow Books. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at tvconfidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.